Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> What's going on, hey, man? It's Fat Halpert. <laughs> you ready to talk some fancy football? <laughs> oh, rock, rock podcast. This is fancy football, guys. Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> Identity theft is a crime, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Michael. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I'm Greg, and, and on the other line is Kirk, and we are here to talk some fancy football after a long-deserved vacation. Well-deserved vacation. Yes. Yes, I went to Hawaii for three weeks and uh, and just basked in the sun. And then, be- and then beautiful right Rochester. Right now I'm in beautiful Rochester. Oh, cool. Yeah, I hosted my family to where uh, every 20 minutes – uh, my dad would look at his phone and say, oh, it's warmer in here yeah. than it is here in Texas. <laughs> so that was cool. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, well, very yeah. predictable. Um, all right, man. Well, hey, uh, congratulations, because I think as of, you know, two minutes ago, you went ahead of me in the Dynasty League. So you are getting a win after Matt Ryan got the 300-yard yeah. bonus. So looks like you're up uh, 108 to 105 now. Uh, it still gives me an 11 percent chance to win, even though I have zero players yes. left. I mean, there's a lot of so there's a lot, a lot of faith of in a fumble and an interception by either one of my players. <laughs> you do, yeah, yeah. You do have Eli, or not Eli. Uh, you do have uh, right. uh, Matt Ryan. So, all right. Well, that's unfortunate. Anyways, hey, so after a long break, um, all we're going to do this episode is talk about some some big news in the fantasy world and then uh, just kind of evaluate uh, some of the uh, surprises for each position and play a little game called Would You Rather. Yeah, I I would rather do this. Yeah, good. That was that was the first question. I got it right. All right. Uh. First, let's talk news. Uh, let's go with Le'Veon Bell, who has been really the biggest news of the entire season. Uh, many people expected him to report last week during their bye week. And then after that didn't come to fruition, they expected him to report today, uh, Monday. Right. And now the latest is that he will not report until after the trade deadline, which is Halloween. Uh, that is next Wednesday, so looks like James Conner will make one more start for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Do you think Le'Veon Bell reports this year? Um, I think, yeah, I think he'll report this year, so that way he can become a free agent next year. I think he's going to wait until the very, very last second. Yes. You think he's going to wait to the last? Yes, second. as as late as he could possibly wait, but will still get his free agent. Uh, um, see, uh, period next year. Now, once once he is is back in Pittsburgh, what what is his value and what is James Conner's value? Um, if I'm Pittsburgh, I still I I, I want him back, and I'm 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 gonna try to conserve James Conner, especially if there's a playoff uh, run in sight. I I, I want to keep you know, Connor healthy. Cause he's, he's the future of the team. 
But I want to. I, I would. I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea his value. I think James Conner's value may still have a pretty good play, at least as a flex. I don't. It's so hard because I don't know. Is he going to play? Is he going to want to play? Yeah, the Steelers typically. I mean, if they when they have their running back, that is their guy, and he plays ninety to ninety five percent of the snaps. I mean, you you saw it when Bell was out and D'Angelo Williams. Yeah. Uh, was the running back. And then when Bell came, you know, Williams was uh, leading the league in rushing. And then Bell comes back after a suspension and you don't even see Williams. Yeah, but this is such a different scenario to where they know he's not, he has, he has no desire to be there uh, beyond this year. I mean, I see the advantage of using him, but is he really going to sell out for them? Well, uh, yeah, I, I think it'll be a little bit, uh, I mean, I, I don't expect it to be a timeshare. I think it'll be a little bit more of a shared load than when the D'Angelo Williams days, but not by much. I, I really think that when Bell comes back, he'll be the guy. Uh, whether he's a top three guy or not, that remains to be seen. But he just offers so much in the passing game that I think PPR leagues, he is a running back. Oh, yeah. one. Uh, no, for not, that, I agree. If you really no. think he's that they're just going to put him back into the fold, you know, 100%, then yeah. I mean, the only value Connor has is in the Dynasty League or Keeper League. Um, just be held on right. to next year. But yeah, it's uh, that's a it's a, just a very unusual scenario. All right. Um, so, big news from today Amari Cooper traded from the uh, Oakland Raiders to the Dallas Cowboys for a first-round pick. First of all, what does that do to Amari Cooper and Dak Prescott's value? I would think instantly it, it raises it. It raises both their value a little bit. They get the Dallas gets their number one uh, receiver uh, that they've been talking about um, getting. And then, um, uh, I mean, uh, I would think this is a good thing, but he'll probably just drop the balls in Dallas as he does in Oakland. So, um <laughs> I think the actual value will be pretty much the same as what he was going to do in Oakland. But yeah, I, I just, you know, the big thing with him in Oakland is he would have huge games and then in games and that, that had to be a game plan or, or, or coaching issue there. I just can't imagine that happening in Dallas. He may not have the huge blow up games like he did, especially with Dak and his accuracy problems, but I can't imagine he's just going to disappear for like he did know. Okay, I don't he's still know. Gonna so have I, I think it's performance about what he's doing right now, except for it, it'll be more consistent. Yeah. I don't, I don't think this, you know, I don't think he is a great player, great receiver, but I think this definitely helps his value. And I think it helps Dak as well. Um, but let's not bury the lead here. What is the big story out of all of this? Say that again. I'm sorry. So I said, let's not bury the lead. What is the big story out of oh, all of this? Oh, the most important part, actually. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Jordy, Jordy Nelson is now the number one receiver in Oakland without question and will lead them with a 1,000-yard campaign going forward. So you you called it that Jordy Nelson would be a top 10 receiver. You called that back in, I think, May right. of this year. Right now, and points per game, do you, any idea where you, where, uh, where you think he's at? 
Yeah, he's in the top 15, isn't he? Points per game. Yeah. Yeah. Top. He is not in the top 15. Close to Maybe He's in the top 15 of the top 15. He is that I don't know what that means, but he's not in top fifteen of anything. He is in the top fifteen of Oakland receivers. He is right now the number forty receiver in oh, points per game. It's almost the top fifteen of of the team. So, but he, I mean, other than him, you've got Martavis Bryant and you have Seth Roberts. I, I uh, you have Jared Cook, obviously Jalen Rashard. Now that that. Um, uh, Marshawn Lynch is on IR. I mean, Jordy Nelson is the guy there, and I think, believe it or not, this is a pathway for him to be a number one receiver. Yeah, the rest he, of the year. he looks. I think you made the point before. Is he does look like a lumbering tight end um, rather than his elite yeah. speed. They they still. He's good. He it seems like he has a yeah. dad bod. Yeah, he he. He look he they they report that he's got his athletic ability back and everything, but I'm kind of more with you on the way he looks. But he catches the ball; he'll still get open. Um, he's not going to look like a number one, but he'll he'll act, he'll he'll act like one. But I mean, this makes him a, a for fantasy reasons. He's he's a I think a wide receiver yes. number two. Yes, absolutely. I mean, he's uh, so that's that's a, that's a big deal. So you. Kirk, you are you yeah, are on it. I, like I said, I don't know if it was if it was just your your work on the analytics or if you're Nostradamus or what, but but you knew something about Jordy Nelson that nobody else. In well, the I think saw. I think my my expertise came um, more in the in the realm of Amari Cooper being one that was just not. I didn't buy any of the we're going to just feed him the ball uh, mentality. If anything, yeah. that was a clear red flag that that means he's going to be traded to the Cowboys yeah. is because anytime a coach says we are going to feed a player the ball, they almost will never do that. Well, at this point, how can you trust anything John right. Gruden says? So, right. I'm with you yeah. there. So, he's, well, he's selling everything. well let, I'm, 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 I'm curious to see how that, that works out, but good job so yeah. far on that one. Uh, okay, uh, the other big news this week was Carlos Hyde traded from the Browns to the Jaguars for a fifth-round pick. Uh, the Jaguars, um, they played this week. Obviously, it was too late in the week for Hyde to play. They have a bye yeah. next week. Uh, and or Excuse me, they have one more game and then the bye. Uh, so Hyde is expected to play next week, and then they have the bye week. Leonard Fournette expected to come back after the bye. What do you, what do you think? What do you make of this? Well, they, this they immediately cut um, uh, Jamal Charles just after the game. Um, so now now they're they got their they got Carlos Hyde, Leonard Fournette, and T.J. Yeldon. And I don't I don't know what they're expecting other than this is a complete insurance policy for Leonard Fournette not being able to to get back on the field and. Based on the way the season's going for them, um, their playoff chances are starting to dwindle. Um, so I, I really – I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. Um, so they must have some knowledge of, of Carlos Hyde. His value immediately goes down unless Leonard Fournette's not there, and then his value goes probably up even better than in Cleveland. Up from – yeah. Yeah, I yeah, I completely agree. Um, 
yeah, it can't be good for Leonard Fournette. I, you know, because really you're looking at, from what the reports say, one more game. Why do you trade right. pick away for Carlos Hyde for one game? Um, unless you're just saying, hey, a fifth-round pick is a guy who, who may or may not make the team anyway. Let's just shore this up and, and let's let's get the ball out of Blake Bortles' hands and, and just have a three-headed monster there at running back. Uh, just be smash mouth and good defense, and that's who we're going to be. But either way, as a four-net owner, uh, made me very nervous with that trade. I, I don't think you can play Carlos Hyde next week in the, in you know in his one game as a star. I, I think you just have to wait and see what in the world's going on there. Um, it's, and, and then Yeldon, another guy who at least for fantasy purposes has been a stud. I don't know what you make of him. I, I mean, I guess I think his role safe as the as the receiver right. back there, but uh, this that that's a huge move that affects you know three key running backs in the fantasy realm. I, I just I don't know what to make of it. Um, I don't remember a trade like this happening that had this type of effect, and just with so many unknowns. Three. Anyway, something to keep it. It affects both running backs on Cleveland's team. And all three running backs on on Jag on Jacksonville. Right. Yeah, and that's something else we haven't talked about is you know, Nick Chubb and Duke Johnson. Uh obviously a lot of people thought, well, this is the vote of confidence for Nick Chubb, but you know, Duke Johnson may especially in PPR leagues, may be the better. Right. Pick oh up. yeah. I, 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 that's that's my that's my guess. Chubb is definitely the running the you know, the carrying back. Um, and I, I think this is this is an opportunity to get Duke Johnson more touches, which I would love for them to do because he he is, he is the most yeah. dynamic player on that team. Yeah. All right, and then finally, uh, last piece of news just to talk about real quick is is the Minnesota running back situation. Dalvin Cook, similar to Leonard, Leonard Fournette, has just had this nagging hamstring injury. Uh, seems to practice all week and then is is listed as out right before the game. Do you want any piece of Dalvin Cook? Um, no. Not not only only in a dynasty and only if I have uh, other pieces in place. But yeah, no, he is. He is he is someone that I, I wouldn't count on the rest of the year, and and really it should be shame on us for thinking that and uh, in the beginning that he would be an option. Yeah, uh, yeah, I I don't disagree. Um, you know, we I think we were both big on Latavius right. Murray earlier in the year. I know we went after him in the in our our one auction league and just didn't get him, but. Uh, uh, yeah, because we thought Latavius Murray would still have standalone value with Dalvin Cook there. And Latavius Murray, although he's played very poorly the last two games, he showed his fantasy value. And, and I don't think that goes away when Dalvin Cook comes back. Uh, I'm sure he'll be on a pitch count. You know, these, these hamstring injuries just seem to nag. But Yeah, anyway. and, and you know what? I think Latavius Murray is now now going to be established as the player. He, I mean, he's going to be closer to now than he was in the beginning. I don't know, I don't know what what his deal was early on, but I would expect 
close to 100 yards uh, each time he's out there on the field because he, he looks good again. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, all right. Let's, uh, let's play a little game called Would You Rather. What I want to do is, you know, we're seven weeks through the season now, and I just want to kind of visit where, you know, there, there's some surprising players at each position. I want to talk about them and, you know, for the players who were drafted high and not doing as well versus some players who were undrafted and are, you know, their stock is rising. I, w- I want to talk to you about them and, and just get a take for you and where you gauge each player and, and which one you'd rather have kind of rest of season. So uh, let's start with the, the least important position in fantasy and the most important position in all of sports, and that's the quarterback. Mm-hmm. So if you remember draft time, who was the number two drafted quarterback typically in draft? So Aaron Rodgers going number one. Who was going number at two? The, at that time, I thought it was Russell Wilson, right? Uh, well, yeah, I guess he was going – he was going around there uh, more or less than number three, but Deshaun Watson yeah. was actually in a lot of leagues was going as the number two drafted quarterback. Yeah, where he is in fantasy points per game right now. Uh, again, I'm I I'm completely naked on this uh, on this thing. So any guesses I make are really just pulling out of my butt. Um, he's he's kind of okay. coming out of the. Uh, I think he's right around twenty two points a game. Well, I just mean in 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 um, in ranking ranking, but yeah, he is twenty one points per game, so that right. is very good. And I, would, I would say that's in the top ten. No, in uh, six point touchdown, he is the nineteenth quarterback right now oh, in wow. points per game. Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, I mean, this has been a record year for quarterbacks. Uh, you know record year for for points scored in the NFL. Um, So 21 points per game. He is number 19 overall. Yeah. Mm. Tell me about it. Um, So, again, that is not what you want out of the number two drafted quarterback overall. You know, he went in the fourth and fifth round in a lot of leagues. On the contrary, there is a quarterback who was basically undrafted Started very slowly, but in the last three games has just blown up. Is now number six in points per game, averaging 27 fantasy points per game, and that is Mitchell Trubisky. Oh, Lord. yeah, you're right. Both both of these guys, second-year quarterbacks. Who was so, big on him thinking he was the next Jared Goff? And quickly, and, and quickly early on, admitted he was wrong. But yet is right. Uh, I, I feel that like was that was you. me. Yes, is that is that, that right? Was you. Well, <laughs> to say I told you so. <laughs> another, another fancy football uh, gem. Yeah, exactly. So what what do we make of these guys? Uh, wh- who, which one would you rather have rest of year? Again, Mitchell Trubisky, 27 points per game after this weekend. Deshaun Watson at 21 points per game. That's six versus 19. Uh, you know, we saw Deshaun Watson light the world on fire last year. He can do it in the rushing game. 
Although Mitchell Trubisky has more rushing yards right now than Deshaun Watson, right. funny enough. So who would you rather have? Well, I mean, clearly I want more points. Um, I would, I would think Deshaun, I would think um, Mitchell Trubisky is the guy, but I, I don't, there's something, there's, there's something about him that I don't trust, but I would go with him. I would just right. plug him in and play. It, until he, pr- right. until he proves you wrong. So I, yeah, th- this is tough for me because let, let's look at let's look at some of his next games. He's got, well, I mean, here here's his schedule, and he's already had his bye week, but he's got the Jets, Buffalo, Detroit coming up. Uh, another thing I like to look at is where is he at? What's his schedule in the in the playoffs? He would have the Rams, Green Bay, and then at San Francisco. Uh, and yeah, the Rams obviously isn't great, but the other two seem like great matchups for him um yeah i this is this is would be really tough for me well the rams the rams consider this is they're they're undefeated right now and there's a good chance that that at that time they'll be looking at at you know resting players or you know watching watching their their playoff chances so i mean and even if they get up big Again, that's good for fantasy. So he, that's not as daunting as um, as playing them now when they're just trying to beat up on players yep. and teams. Okay, so you were saying you would you would take Mitchell Trubisky rest of year for Deshaun Watson? Regrettably, yeah. I mean, what? Why? How? How have we been? How? How has Deshaun Watson been better? I, I would think. I would think. I, I would vote against that if I was sharing a team and say, no, Deshaun Watson's a guy, but Mitchell's been playing just fantastic. So just go with them. The offense is prime. Yeah. I mean, real, really, I, I think I would still go Deshaun Watson here. Uh, Mitchell Drabisky has had three below average to awful games and then three great games to where, Deshaun Watson has had four very good games and then three bad games. Either way, they're they're, they're not consistent. Um, if you want, if you I want to win like... a points title, you got to go with Trubisky. If you're in any situation to where points uh, for the entire league are important and you're close to it, you have to go with Trubisky because of the fact that he could just blow up and and get your fifty points. See, well, here, here's the deal is with Trubisky, like I said, he's had three bad games and three good games. And the way his season started, he had the three bad games first, and now his last three have been mm-hmm. great. So you have to ask yourself, is he just a guy who can – is is this a team that just has it some of the games, you know, half the games, or has he figured it out and now is this going to be the trend? He's had – over 300 yards in each of the last three games. He has 11 touchdowns in the last three games. I mean, yeah, it's tough. I, I, I'm with you. But remember, like, as good as he is right now, Deshaun Watson was that last year. So he has some history behind him. And, man, this is this is. Would tough. you – well, last you know, year. You know, Deshaun Watson had four straight – or excuse me, he had three straight games – Four straight games over 300, 
three straight games over 375 in yards and uh, yards in a game. And you would have went with him last year. You would have went with him last year, and it would have been no question. Why would this be any different? What do you well, mean? Deshaun Deshaun... Watson last year had had that unbelievable, you know, string, and then he got hurt. But at that point, there was MVP talk. Yeah. People would say, "Yes, he's the best." Plus, yes, and they would have played him the rest of the year without without blinking an eye. Why is it different for Mitchell Trubisky now? Why not just say no? Go with it. He. This is who you're getting. This is who it is. Be- because. The, I, I guess the eye test, I don't know. I, I I think that's it for me is it was kind of it was kind of like Jared Goff last year to where this year I didn't buy in because he didn't pass the eye test. And I mean, I, I was obviously off. So I don't know. I, I think I'm going to lean Deshaun Watson rest of the year. And so – Probably the only, uh, probably the only reason why Deshaun Watson would be a, a more favorite choice is because of uh, DeAndre Hopkins. That's it. Yeah, and the rushing yard. Uh, well, I guess I would expect the rushing yard to continue for Deshaun Watson. Right. So, all right, hey, well, let's move on. Kirk, remember, we talked about this earlier today, is we weren't sure if we show for 30 minutes talking about this stuff, and we're already at 25, oh. so – um, well, no problem. <laughs> not an issue when talking about fantasy oh. football. All right, so running back position, uh, you know, we always talk about trying to get one of those top three or four guys in, in the draft for fantasy for running backs. And this year it was Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell, Ezekiel Elliott, and finally one of the guys I want to talk about here, David Johnson. David Johnson – uh, right now, where do you think he's at? In oh, per he's got to be. He's got to be fifteen or twenty. Twentieth. Uh, uh, no, you're you're down. He was fit. He's fifteen as of right now, and and really, uh, where he's benefited is some turnovers in in their one win, to where he had two short short uh, fields and he got touchdowns there. So he is. Um, he is the 15th ranked running back right now. He does actually have five rushing touchdowns and a receiving touchdown, which is helping out yeah. his stock. Uh, but he was drafted as the number three or number four running back overall. Uh, and then I want to talk about a guy who, I, uh, again, I was very high on. And I think you kind of laughed at me about. Uh, it was a rookie running back. Do you know who I'm going to talk about? Rashad Penny? No. Uh, another rookie that you just didn't buy into. Um, uh, he's forgettable, so clearly I uh... – Yeah. So I'm going to go uh, – It's he, right now he's the number 24 overall in, as far as points per game running back, and that's Carry on Johnson. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't buy into to his situation. Nope. So when you're looking at PPR-type leagues – um, he in the last five games for him, so he's only played six in the last five games. He's had double digits. He is the only running back in the last what four years to have a hundred yards for the Lions, and he has two hundred yard games already. He had one hundred and fifty eight yards last game. Uh, he looks to be 
the guy there, and he can catch the ball out of the backfield, especially with Theo Riddick being out. He looks very promising. So if I were to ask you, moving forward, who would you rather have, David Johnson or Carry On Johnson? Oh, boy, I would uh... – Um, I think I think the situation is is, is where I would I would come out on uh, on this one, and I think Carry On Johnson's situation is much better. I think the offense is much better. Um, I don't think he's a better running back than David Johnson, but I think you know fantasy wise, that team's more set up for him to be uh, to be more contributing to that to fantasy. So. I would I would be leaning towards carrying on Johnson um, at this point. Again, I as much as I like to predict the future, um, I, I need I need performance to help me figure out if this is going to be the real deal. So I would be leaning towards carry on Johnson. But um, you know maybe maybe they'll maybe uh, Byron Leftwich is going to understand how to how to make uh, the offense run around David Johnson. Yeah, and I, I think that's why I'm holding out hope, and, and I would stick with David Johnson. Uh, on Johnson has looked great. I think I, you know, especially in Dynasty or Keeper Leagues, I've been trying to get him. I actually had him and then traded him away for Leonard yep. Fournette. That's how smart yeah. I am. Um, but David Johnson, I think you're right, is probably the best or at least a top three running back in the NFL skill-wise and maybe they can get it going. But on Johnson, I think he, sh- he is a, a David Johnson-type player that that, back- that backfield is also a little bit more crowded, especially with Theo Riddick and LeGarrette Blunt. I mean, they, Amir Abdullah is the four-string running back. I mean, that's, that's a great backfield situation right there where David Johnson, they have Chase Edmonds as the other running back there. So – that's not really threatening him for touches. Uh, but the Arizona, like you kind of hinted on, the Arizona offense has not had a 300-yard game yet, which is unbelievable in this year's NFL to where every team, I mean, is scoring at a, a record pace. Uh, I, I, I still think just maybe I'm jaded by history, which can be a fault in fantasy football, but I am going with David Johnson. Yeah, I mean, it, your situation is going to dictate, you know, how you how you play him. I mean, a lot of a lot of people, if he's their if he's their number one guy, they don't really have a lot of threat. Too, so on a fantasy football, you know, you're you're not you're not choosing to sit David Johnson because he's he's your first pick. Um, so yeah, yeah, you can't. You yeah, can't do so, it. So I mean, it, would I would I trade David Johnson for Carry On Johnson? Only, only in a dynasty league situation. Uh, but I still would rather have David Johnson um, at that. I don't know, but Carry On Johnson looks pretty darn good in a redraft league. He's pretty but, pretty but the, enticing. But the thing is, like with David Johnson, you could trade him for Carry On Johnson a and a, another another exactly. piece or two. Yeah. So, okay. Hey, moving on to wide receiver. So, let's go with some old fuddy-duddies here. Uh, there's obviously a guy that we're very high on. 
we have him as a number two on our auction league. Do you know who I'm talking about? T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton. So we have him as a number two on our team. Keenan Allen's our number one, who hasn't been playing like a number one. But anyway, T.Y. Hilton has been the number 19 overall wide receiver in points per game, which that's pretty good for our number two. Um, However, I want to compare him to another guy who – Really lasted until the seventh or eighth round in a lot of leagues. It's been around for a while. Um, he is right now the number six overall wide receiver in points per game, and that is Emmanuel Sanders, oh. Denver Broncos. Remember, we were very high on Demarius Thomas yeah. this year as we thought that the quarterback situation was extremely better in Denver. Uh, Demarius Thomas right now is the 37th. Yeah. Uh, wide receiver in points per game. He is not getting it done. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, though, has been has been great. So, rest of season, who would you rather have? Emmanuel Sanders, who is averaging 20.1 points per game, or else T.Y. Hilton, who is averaging 16.2 points per game. So, let's... Uh, um, this one is way too easy for me. Okay. It's Emmanuel Sanders, and it's possible that they, they, that Demarius Thomas could be moved, which would even even further cement Sanders' spot on that roster uh, as far as their his activity what, with them. See, th- this is unbelievable because I think it goes to show how different you and I are. Because I think this is extremely easy too, and I go with T.Y. Hilton. I think it I think a healthy TY Hilton with Andrew Andrew Luck has been great for fantasy and a healthy TY Hilton in a team where there is no other targets other than I mean Eric Ebron is their second best target there. I love TY Hilton. Uh once he gets fully well, healthy after these I mean, hamstring if issues. if you gave me if you said here, I'm going to give you one of these receivers. You're not going to know who it is. I'm going to be like, oh, great. Fine. That's fantastic. Because, uh, you know, you're right. T.Y. Hilton is, is the only quality target on that team. Um, but Emmanuel Sanders might be alone. They may move to Marius Thomas. Even if he's there, he's still the guy. And, and, and they're starting to figure out how to use Case Keenum. I think he's kind of start. he's starting to figure out okay, just because they paid me doesn't mean I have to change. I can still just play football. And I think he's, I think, I think it's going to be going, going to go better for, for Denver going forward. And I think that's just going to make Manuel Sanders more valuable. Um, so I'd take you. Uh, are, are you, are you hearing something on, on Demarius Thomas about them moving him yeah. this year? What, what what are you? I mean, as well, far as he's actually made made mention of his time up in Denver. I mean, he's it's coming to a close because you know he has a he has a con, he's in a contract year next year where he's going to have a big bonus. So um, right, you know, he's making that you know clearly he's getting up there in age. He's thirty year old wide receiver. They've there's there's been humming of of him being moved um, before the trade deadline. I gotcha. I, I, um, that would be interesting. I, I, I'll tell you, 
the other player in that mix that I, in keeper leagues or dynasty leagues that you need to get a hold of is Cortland Sutton. He he is the future in yes. Denver, and he looks he looks like Demarius Thomas plus some. He's six foot four. He's athletic. He's fast. He's going to be a great receiver for them in the future. But okay, yeah. interesting. Yeah, I mean, and, and Demarius Thomas was 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 an unknown uh, player uh, as a wide receiver, whereas Cortland Sutton, like you said, he's. He's a, he's a known receiver. They they believe that he is he is uh, a premier receiver. So yeah, I'm I'm with you on that that move too. Demarius Thomas, I think, is on. Yeah, the I list. think. Yeah, we were b- very big on Demarius Thomas this year. I think we have to chalk that up as a loss. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he hasn't been great. All right, and then finally, let's a hey, let's move on to tight end here and. For this one, I'm just going to do something a little bit different. And that is, you know, with the tight end position, typically there is there's a huge tier break when you're talking about the top three guys and then there's it seems to be everybody else. Uh, that hasn't necessarily bared out this year because Gronk hasn't been great. But I want to talk about the top three historical guys here, and that's Rob Gronkowski, who is right now number eight in points per game, Travis Kelsey, who is number two points per game, and then Zach Ertz, who is number one in points per game by by quite right. a bit. Um, right. So, but they are you know draft wise though those were the top three guys. Gronk obviously uh, this last week sat out because of a a back injury that was kind of unexpected. Out of those three guys, who do you want rest of Zach season? Ertz. Yeah, and why well, is that? Uh, he he is the he is the number one target on his team. Um, whereas Travis and, and is, you know again nothing against Travis Kelsey, they're just that that team is just not centered. I think Kelsey's going to have his days where he's going to have huge weeks. Um, he's going to be active in others, but I think you what you saw so far is that they don't need one player on that team to do well outside of Patrick Mahomes. Everybody else is just whenever the the formulation is going to work, however they're going to do that week, that maybe that player, but they don't. It's like a Swiss Army knife. They have all kinds of tools. They don't need Travis Kelsey to be on his game. They just need him to be there for a few plays. Yeah. Yep. Um. So, for once in the show, I completely agree with you. Um. Gronk, for some reason, if you've watched any of their game of their games, he just doesn't look the same as he has in the last few years. Uh, Kelsey has been great, but um, again, he is one of many. Where Zachary, look, look, let's look at his targets uh, during this season: uh, 10, 13, 10, 14, 11, 9, and eleven. And what that's turned into as far as receptions is 5, 11, 5, 10, 10, 7, and 9. This offense runs through Zach Ertz. He is not touchdown dependent like I think Gronk is uh, or Kelsey. I mean, he does have two touchdowns on the year. He has been great. And I I don't – 
you know, even with Alshon Jeffrey coming back, and Alshon has been fantastic. I mean, I think better than anybody's expected. That has not affected Zach Ertz's value at all. In fact, he's been he's been even better in the last three games since Alshon's been there. So, yeah, I agree with you 100%. And I think the, the great thing about that is with Gronk and Kelsey, the name value that they have is I think you can trade them for Ertz and maybe another piece. Um, you know, if, you know, if, if the Zach Ertz owner is – that gullible but either way i completely agree so well, finally I know, right. finally <laughs> yeah. i know well, hey, hey was it the clock a broken clock's right twice a oh boy boy if i wasn't winning i would be now oh what uh, happened sterling shepherd just caught about a 40 some yard ball late in the game oh Good for, yeah. good for him. And, and good guess, for him. And guess what? Julio Jones still what? has yet to score a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. Why? That why is the would the biggest he? crime in all of football? Sterling Shepard has 161 yards. That's good for good <laughs> for you. Good for you. Uh, let's see where. Oh, you're yeah. You're beating me. It's 118 to 105 right now. So, I, oh, they have yet 100%. So, you erase that 11% chance of victory on my part. I feel better now that even if I would have played CJ Beathard over Blake Bortles, I still would have lost. There's nothing you could have done. And don't worry. And don't worry, folks. Russell Wilson is my actual quarterback in the league. So, it's not like I, and the smartest guy in the room and wanted to play Blake Boris. So wow. should have played Cody Kessler. He got you more. Uh, he, he had more, more completions on one drive than Blake yeah. Boris did his uh, three and a half quarters. So, Oh, wow. We're, we're over our right. time limit. Our, our sponsors are going to kill us. They are, they are yeah. pissed. They are definitely pissed. All right. Well, Hey, um, Great job today, Kirk. Uh, I I think you were wrong on three out of. Four. That's okay. That's, that's why right. we do the show. All right. Anything else uh, no, you need it. to talk about? All right. That's all for the fancy boys. Fancy we're signing off. Eating out.